we go. Baby, now I got the flow. Cause I know it from the start. Baby, when you broke my heart, that I had to call my name and show you that I'm winning. It's day 12 of Denver Broncos training camp. Nate McKinnon, more like Nate McDuck. And the Broncos start a new era. All on a a Serena retiring. Roquan Smith admiring. Taco Tuesday. Uh, Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. What a doobie, baby. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, not. Alex, how are you, buddy? What's going on? Oh, not too much. Uh, another day here in the life. I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys doing out, out there oh, at camp? Minor technical delays uh, here. No big deal. Uh, just that's that's how it works. That's how this thing works. Anillo's uh, computer was a little, uh, his laptop um, only opens in safe mode because it's all porned out. So we had a, <laughs> uh, no, we're good to go now. Do we, how do I sound, Alex? You sound great, Danny. Fantastic. You sound great too. Well, you sound super great too. Um, okay, so day twelve. It's Tuesday. The Cowboys will be here on Thursday. So tomorrow's kind of like the last real training camp day before they get the Cowboys in here to do some work. Uh, get that preseason game in on Saturday, and try to remain as healthy as possible as we. You know, kind of inch our way towards the start of the regular season. Got the Seahawks. The NFL super smart. They couldn't have drew it up any better. That game is very important. And I think, you know, uh, I know a couple of listeners were like, oh, Broncos are going to roll or, oh, pff, that's not going it, to. It's a Vegas thing. It's like a two and a half to three point game. And I probably think the same thing as well. Uh, it's, you know, the Broncos absolutely got to have it. And the Seahawks, I couldn't imagine, you know, uh, Pete Carroll and those guys wanting a game, you know, more bad uh, other than it being like a playoff game. So it's going down. It's happening. It's it's, it's happening rapidly. It, it's playing itself out quickly here. Uh, training camps almost wrapped up here. And, you know, when you you think, oh, man, the start of camp, you, you feel like it lasts for you know, a month. Nah, it's about three weeks ish, even kind of less spread out. Then you kind of have one more week of, you know, a, a training camp kind of atmosphere and the work that those guys will put in after the first preseason game. They're just not going to be the fans on the hill, maybe just some corporate fans type of stuff. And, and then you probably move on to your, uh, like implementation of, your, you know, your work week, what the Broncos week will look like week in and week out. Try to get that um, routine down and try to make winning a part of that routine. And I'm just ready. I'm ready for it. I'm not like, let's, I need it to be here right now because we, you know, I want this thing to play out. The Broncos have a lot of work to do before I think they're ready to go out there and beat the Seahawks. 
And we got fantasy drafts going to put together. You know, it's we still have a little bit of time, but, you know, it's like the foot is on the gas now and there's no slowing down. They're going to have to make some tough decisions. We got Cody here. Maybe we'll have Cody on to talk about some guys who are, you know, maybe kind of on the bubble or maybe a guy who might make the team who coming into camp might have had no business making the team. We got We got a lot of stuff to talk about, including – the start of the Walton Penner era. Walton Penner, right? Yeah, so the new ownership becomes official today. Yeah, the new ownership group. Um, the league owners have a meeting today to officially, you know, basically vote the Walton Penner group into ownership. And, you know, again, I'm, st- I'm looking directly straight at the Pat Bolin Fieldhouse. Pat Bolin's a ledge, you know, Pat Bolin bought this team as a young man, was competitive, made this thing his, um, his everything, you know, the guy had businesses that he owned, but he was an athlete and he was a competitor. So, you know, I think he was just at the right kind of era or maybe just at the right place at the right time for maybe what this team was to be able to come in here. And turn these guys into legitimate Super Bowl contenders because they really weren't before. 1977, well, you know, it kind of happened, but, you know, in the end, they get, you know, they get beat in a Super Bowl by one of the greatest franchises of all time in the Cowboys. It's the start of kind of the great, you know, the, the era of the greatness that is the Denver Broncos because they stunk during the 60s and the early 70s. But Pat Bowen here comes a year after Elway is traded uh, to the Broncos. And the rest is history. The guy's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Pat Bowen's one of the greatest owners in the history of professional sports. I mean, we're talking Steinbrenner-esque. We're talking Dr. Jerry Buss kind of-esque for this guy's imprint on the league and what he's able to do for now a a iconic franchise like the Broncos. So when so, when uh, when Bolin bought the franchise in March of 1984, he bought it for 70 million, making the Broncos the highest priced franchise in the league at the time. Wow, 70 million dollars. Imagine that. Which at the time, again, 70 million at the time is like four billion today, kinda. You know what I mean? Ish. I mean, <laughs> it's 1984. And he buys the team for $70 million. That probably kind of sounds like $4.5 billion today. I don't know what the inflation numbers look like, but you know what I'm saying? So um, it was a lot of money back then. It's a lot of money now. But the empire that Pat Bolin helped turn these Broncos into, this wasn't like anybody could have owned this team and all the things kind of would have played itself out the way the way it happened. Wrong. Not close, okay? Because there's a, a time when Dan Reeves drafts Tommy Maddox, a quarterback in the first round. They're ready to trade Elway to the Redskins. Garbage. Okay? Dan Reeves is ready to trade Elway to the Redskins. Imagine that, right? And Pat Bowen said, I run the show. I run the show. I run the show. Yeah. And fired Dan Reeves who he was loyal to, who Dan Reeves, uh, you know, collectively went to a f- 
couple few Super Bowls that they were beat up in kind of bad. Hires Mike Shanahan, and the rest is history. Pat Boland's imprint on Sunday Night Football, which is now like the biggest show in the world every single week. Okay? It's like Big Game of Thrones or um, Mad Men or Euphoria, giggity. <laughs> Has like the highest ratings. All right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, why wouldn't it? It's not Monday Night Football doesn't really matter, matter anymore. It's all about Sunday Night Football. And the creator, the inventor of Sunday Night Football is Pat Bolin. Was it really? So, yeah, bro. Why would I lie to you? You know what wow. I mean? You're like my little brother. Boy, I got to beat up every now and then. I, b- I believe you. Yeah, thank you. So, Pat Bowen, absolute legend. Every bit as influential, impactful, and as great as Jerry Jones, if not better. Okay, right? You with me? And... That's it. Let's honor the guy today, right? And uh, let's welcome in new ownership. I mean, they know how to run a Walmart. We were there last night getting some stuff. Had to get a little veggie. Had to get some little organic milk. A couple things. We're just right there by one. They put on a good. They put on a great show there. The product is great. I'm always properly greeted by somebody who's about 80 years old when I walk into a Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> ain't so, that I mean, the truth? At, you know, I walk in, boom, rotisserie chicken. Let's do it. I'll grab rotisserie chicken. It's right there. It's fresh. It's hot. It's delicious. Um, I mean, it's just, they're rolling back those prices. And I could appreciate that. Okay? I'm over Target. All right? I'm not really over Target. They're pretty good, too. But it's all about Walmart now. You dedicated your... Shopping commitments to Walmart, or are you? What are you doing now, Alex? Because are you a team guy, or what are you doing? Yeah, I was not a Walmart guy before Rob took over, but I may have to transition yeah. into a Walmart guy now. For sure, for sure. Make the adjustment. For sure. Okay, so three zero three eight three one thirteen forty is the hotline, as well as the text line. Okay, we're out here at camp, so if you're calling, it better be a damn good call. You know. Text us all day long, and Alex will be like, "Man, I got some text, some got some good text. I'm gonna, you know, let me know when you're ready for those, and we'll set them up and we'll deliver those." So, we want you guys to welcome Alex into the show. Danny Bailey went back to Eric Goodman. They can have each other. You know, the two could have each other for all I care. Just for a week, though. What's that mean? Uh, Eric's going to mornings starting next Monday, so I'll have him back. Oh, Alex, I am so sorry for you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's demanding, isn't he? It's just a different vibe, all, all the shows. Who's, like, way cooler and funner to work with? Probably me, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a looser show. Yeah. I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Rich, I enjoy you, too. Appreciate your honesty as well. 303-831-1340, the hotline, as well as the text line. Uh, join the conversation. Let's go to break. They just Just right now. Turn the music on. So the music's kind of blasted now, and they're coming out here. Got the Gatorade out. You got the uh, got the balls out. I did the center where I'm sorry. Got like all the tackling pad things, the footwork stuff here, all the little cones and such things. I don't really know what to do. A little sled action here. 
it's you know it's the experience you got three days left to get out here including today so i'd come out here 98.1 fm 107.5 hd3 you can you can normally watch us at milehighsports.com boom Watch us at MileHighSports.com. A lot of people do that. But you can just have to listen on MileHighSports.com now on the Twitch screen. MileHighSports.com, which is getting like millions of hits every single month. It's a titan. Banger. All right. 303-831-1340. Back on the other side. It's MileHighSports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Ooh, nice choice. Look at you. You have a very sophisticated palate when it comes to the music. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I like to play nice. a little bit of everything. Yes, that's right. Uh, well, you know, we have a philosophy around here we've had for a long time. Sometimes... We like to slow it down and smooth it out, you know, for the ladies, keep it fresh and sexy. Uh, sometimes we like to turn it up, or as the kids would say, turnt. You know, turnt? Turnt. Yeah, turnt. Uh, okay, so thanks for being with us this morning. It's a Taco Tuesday edition of the program. Saw a couple things. Uh, one, Serena Williams is going to be retiring or is retiring. Just got beat, I think, in the first round of Wimbledon by Harmony Tan. And I know that because we predicted that upset and cashed out on Serena. I think if she dedicated her body and life to continuing to play tennis, I think she could still win. Not at her peak level, but um, another couple majors. And that's really all that matters to somebody in kind of her stature. But she's... A mom now. She's married now. You know, she's into fashion like uh, like Russell Westbrook. You you like fashion? We got that job somewhere. Hey, that's you, cute, you like man. <laughs> uh, so that's it. She's kind of moved on. She's the greatest female tennis player of all time. And I think she's the greatest female athlete of all time. I mean, I have to ask Gil about Babe Diedrichsen or F. Lewis. Uh, and then there's like Jackie Joyner. Kersey was a pretty incredible athlete. And then like, you know, Ronda Rousey and Amanda Nunez. Uh, have you heard my Ronda Rousey stuff? Uh, I, I, no, I don't think so. Okay. No big deal. I want to. Well, so I predicted her demise to Amanda Nunez. Uh, we have that audio somewhere. It's not worth looking up. I'd rather hear like some of my Javante Williams stuff, or some of my Kamara stuff. Um, but Serena's the greatest female athlete of all time, I think. I think so. Um, incredible career. She was the greatest. She uh, kind of went through a couple eras of players. Uh, she dominated, and then I, you know, I remember a time when, you know, uh, Venus, who was a little older, uh, was winning all those, you know, majors early on. And you kind of thinking, well, man, damn, Venus is she's going to go down as the greatest. But then Serena kind of just took over and 
she's spectacular. She plays like, you know, hits the ball hard. I don't say like a guy. And, you know, it's probably not fair, but I think she could beat guys. You know, she's um, incredible power, man. Serena changed the game for forever. I want to see what, you know, and in five years or ten years, some of the young up-and-coming American, you know, girl, you know, girl tennis players that are great. Because there's no great American men tennis players anymore. That's why that sport in this, you know, countries kind of doesn't matter. Because there's no Pete Sampras or Andre Agassi and Michael Chang and Jim Courier. You know, those guys were. Who was the last great one? Andy Roddick, maybe? No, he's that was never a great one. Oh. Last great one is, um, and James Blake wasn't a great one either. The last great one's Pete Sampras or Agassi. I'd have to see who won. I think Agassi might want won one more major kind of at the end. Uh, before Pete Sampras, but Pete Sampras retired like on top. Yeah, he could have you know played longer. Yeah, but back in those days, man, you were like when you were 30 years old, you were washed as a tennis player. And, you know, kind of like quarterbacks. Oh, 32, 33, you're like an old man. Same thing, you know, kind of applies for you know. Look at how the quarterbacks of these quarterbacks are having these incredible careers. You know, so late into their career. Now, um, same thing with Rafa and all those guys. But, yeah, you know, we don't normally do, do a whole lot of tennis around here, uh, even though I was an incredible tennis player myself. Do you know I played uh, number one singles at Kennedy High School? I'm probably the greatest tennis player in the history of Kennedy High School, as well as um, one of the greats in the history of um, the Denver Prep League. Oh, there you go. One singles you were playing? One singles, That's yeah. That's cool. I, pl- I played tennis my freshman year on varsity. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, I played one doubles. I played one doubles and two doubles. Dang, one doubles? Look and, then, at you. and then I quit. Wow. Why'd you quit when you had a lot well, of... I played pressure? baseball in the fall, uh, and tennis uh, season baseball. was in the fall, so I couldn't, re- yeah. couldn't really do both. Dang. Okay, cool. Can you still hit it a little bit, you think? Uh, not Probably not as well as I used to. I don't play much anymore. <laughs> so, JJ and I, this whole summer, we've been playing. We probably played a dozen times. Um, he was just into it, and we got him a new rack, and we went out there. It's hard to find courts in the early mornings anywhere in the world because every old man on the planet is playing tennis. So, um, you know, we do some evening tennis, and it's fun, man. It's great. It's fun to be out there. And JJ's he's good, man. He's good at everything, anything he tries and does, but he's kind of picked it up pretty quick. So, you know, I want JJ to be cultured and sophisticated. Hey, if he's coordinated and athletic, let him uh, pick the sport he wants to play. So we had a practice last night, a baseball practice. We added two new boys, Alex, to the team. We had a tryout uh, for like 13 boys. We added two. Uh, I'm not sure what we got here. One went home kind of sick, not feeling good yesterday. I could tell he wasn't feeling good. And then our other boys, kind of too cool for school a little bit. You know what I mean? I got to put him in check or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's the he's the prized free agent that just came over. He is. And he's, he's acting like of, he owns the place. You know, he's just like I like I appreciate the confidence a little bit, but I'm like, come on, you got to do this or hit him right here. Let's do this. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I just uh, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, <laughs> I just want to be like, just shut up and listen. He's not coachable. Sounds like no, no. He's just we don't make excuses. I don't know what kind of team he was on before. But homie, don't play that. You know what I mean? He has to. I don't. I don't want. Not want to hear one freaking excuse from. Just go do the job. Just when I say something, let's just do it and shut up about it. Okay? You know what I mean? That might sound really mean, but I don't need like a. Well, yeah, it was because of this or that, or oh yeah, I just wasn't ready or oh. Yeah. 
Mr. Excuses. Well, it's, I don't know him yet, and I, he's got talent. But um, and that's it. We'll see. I'm not so sure. I don't know. You know, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> just just one practice. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's his first practice with us. The other boy has had another practice with us. He's a good player. He's like, I'm trying to blend him in with the boys. His personality is just kind of a quiet guy, you know? And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's hard. Because, you know, we got a good team when you come on a new, a new team. I, you know, I told I, these boys and I tell the parents, like, well, I want you guys to feel like you're, you know, I don't want you to feel like you came onto a team and it's going to be hard to, and hard to make, you know, friends or anyone's clickier because it's not like that at, at all at all. Wait, how old, how old is JJ? They're nine. Nine years old. Okay. Playing 10-year-olds this fall. And that's it. So I'm just trying to, you know, we got a game this Sunday. And we're going to be out of town. So we, we don't miss anything. But it was our last chance to go do a little something. So uh, we're playing a team, um, Rooney, who they're in our regular league. We beat them like three times this year. That You know, they can't really hang with us. But we're going to only have eight we're only on eight for Sunday, so we got to find a way to win this thing with two outfielders. But you know, still in bases, all that kind of stuff. Now that's everything that the, these little guys are doing. It's it's real baseball. I'll drop third strike. You know what I mean? Leading off like, and all that. Yeah, I mean it's all it's all it's real it's real ball now. So you got to just they got to kind of be, you know, there's no more like goofing. We got to be ball players, which you know most half like two thirds of our guys are are like that. You Gamers. know, but. You know, we got like a third of our guys for, you know, if you're not telling them every second, every little damn thing to do, well, then it's like they're not into the game. You play. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hello. <laughs> um, okay, let's go to break 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Thanks for being with us. It's day 12. We're live from UC Health Training Center. Got uh, Vic Lombardi and we got Brett Kane here throwing the ball right in front of us. I'm going to go through, play a little catchy with these guys here. Why? Um, we go to break here, come back and talk about a guy who's available, who I think would make the Broncos instant Super Bowl contenders if they were to find a way to add this guy. Okay. Might be a luxury addition, but, um, pretty special player out there who asked for a trade. A couple guys asking for trades right now. Maybe it's not the guy you think, but we'll talk about it more on the other side. It's my life sports. Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something show you how we live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that serious. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Center, day 12 of training camp. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate the interaction, the participation. Hit us on that text line. Any questions, comments, concerns you want to have, um, we'll try to um, get them in. And that's it. MyLifeSports.com. Go check us out there. 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3. Lots of ways to to get involved with the show. Um Nothing's happening yet, again, but it's 9.33. In about 20 minutes, we're going to be bumping around here. And uh, now I'd be disappointed if Sierra didn't come these last three days. 
I'd be super disappointed. At one point, I was like, I love my wife, but I can't bring her to work with me every day. But now, you know, she was yet dancing in yesterday with the crowd. Do you know what I'm thinking, Anillo? <sighs> she walks by and would just be like, will you jump on the radio with us real quick? Could I ask Sierra to jump on the radio with us real quick? We have nothing to lose, right? Our pride? Uh, good one. Alex, what do you think? Yeah, the worst she's going to say is uh, no thank you. It's worth a shot. We're the first tent. She, you know, how does she know that we have the smallest signal? <laughs> we're at the first tent. It might look like we're the best. Quite frankly, Alex, nobody does it better. It's no slogans. Just, just great, great radio. Oh, just great yeah. radio. Yeah, we mix it up every now and then. Uh, but I like that you knew what I was talking about. Okay, uh, our training camp coverage is brought to you by the Sharpest Rides. Okay? TheSharpestRides.com. Kevin Sharp and his team are thinking like, Sharpest Rides? <laughs> How'd they come up with that name? Well, the guy's name is Kevin Sharp. Think about that. Take that for data. Okay, right? Those guys Take are that the for data. For real. Uh, are the best. Started kind of from nothing, man. And look what they've created. It's really incredible, uh, everything that they have going on down there. There's dealerships everywhere, but there's not a lot of great dealerships who are going to take care of you, who you can trust, who you can find exactly what you need. Uh, they're not going to try to get you into something that doesn't work for you. They don't need to. They have tons of different options and vehicles there. So go check those guys out. Um, we really love those guys. Go check them out. Okay, Alex, um, did you hear about the Roquan Smith stuff? He's asked for a trade. I did. I saw he, uh, yeah, he asked for a trade this morning. Very surprising. Yeah. This guy's really, really good. He's an all pro. He's one of the best. Roquan, Roquan Smith is very, very special. He's a guy who a lot of people talked about the Broncos drafting here, you know. Um, how good would Roquan Smith be if you added him to this defense? I think that would uh, take him to the next next level. Uh, oh. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he's the best Bears linebacker since Erlocker. And adding him to the Broncos team, that would, uh, I think, linebackers may be one of the Broncos' biggest question marks. So that would be a huge addition. There was a linebacker who the Bears had um, who played with Erlacher. And I don't know why. Oh, Lance Briggs? Lance Briggs, bingo. He was a good player, too. Lance Briggs was one of those guys who, like, at the end, kind of, you're like, um, I'd like him to be a Bronco. And it's like, you know. When he still had some game left. But yeah, Ro Roquan Smith is available. I don't think the Broncos have the ammunition to go trade for a guy like that. But he's out there available. I'd hate to see him go to, um, you know, an AFC West team, another AFC West team. I'm sure the Bears, if they're going to trade him, are going to want to get him out of the NFC. Um, that's just my thoughts on the guy. You don't, you don't all, you know, nor every day have all pros asking, asking to be traded. Uh, Kareem Hunt wants out too, but I'd probably find a way to, he'll have to play on the rest of that contract and they'll find a way to probably pay him. Um, Hey Zach, how are you? If we added Roquan Smith to this squad, what, what, how are we looking? Can we pull something like that off? 
You don't think you're getting the most bang for your buck? Why you don't? What do you? What, do you mean he he won't be worth the asking price? He's an all pro. He's a great player. What, what, what do you mean by that, sir? Soon he'll be the best yeah. linebacker in the league. Um, Perfect. So th- th- there, there's arguments there for it. I just. Uh, is it I, a I think fit? Jonas Gr- is it a fit? It's not a fit thing. Let the, okay. So number one. Inside linebacker is probably the least valuable defensive position. It's the defensive version of running back. It's very replaceable. Is that true if you have a guy the caliber of Roquan Smith, though? You I see what I'm saying? True. I think it's I okay. think it's the least valuable defensive position. Um, so that's that, that's one part, especially in terms of like what's pushing the needle in terms of wins and losses. Mm-hmm. It's it's valuable, and he's a terrific player. But but that's a factor here. The other factor is the Broncos are already low on draft capital to yeah. trade. That's that's another yeah. big problem. Uh, the other is that they're going to have to pay Russell Wilson a huge contract next year, maybe the biggest quarterback contract in the NFL. Um, it's going to be tough to be paying that and a $20 million linebacker. Yeah. We've seen firsthand the struggles of like uh, paying a $20 million edge rusher. Edge rusher is a much more premier position than off-ball linebacker. So that's another problem. That contract's going to have to come as part of the cr- trade. And once your financial margins get slimmer, you have to get yeah. uh, guys on rookie deals to contribute. That becomes a lot harder when you're down on draft picks because you traded a ton for Wilson and you've now traded a ton for Smith. I like Jonas Griffin last, last year. Thing. And that's the other thing. I think Jonas Griffith and Josie Jewell, here's an exclusive hot take for you, Danny. I haven't said this Ooh. elsewhere, but I believe it. I think this is the best tandem since the Super Bowl 50 year. Ooh, really? I think uh, Jonas Griffith has long been underrated by Broncos country. I think when healthy, he's widely viewed as so a top So it was Brandon Marshall and... Danny Trevathan. And D- uh, DT, that's right. Danny Trevathan, good call. He is a... Uh, uh, Jonas Griffith is a top 10 linebacker. I think he's widely viewed that way around the league when healthy. Broncos really? Country is, yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. He's, you he's, believe that? Absolutely. Interesting. Broncos country gets frustrated with him because of his coverage ability. He's an elite run defender, and that's a huge I hope that's part of the true because I, position, and he's very intelligent. He makes the right read. He's one of the smartest players on the field every time. He'd probably be the smartest player on the field if not for Justin Simmons being the uh, uh, savant he is. What about uh, Jerry Judy and a second-round pick for Roquan Smith? That's insane. That's <laughs> insanity. Um, but, and then Jonas Griffith, I think, is really, really good, too. I, I really like what we've seen from him out here. I think that tandem is going to be a, Yeah, he's a been good, but when you say top 10 stuff, you got a pretty mouth when you talk like that. That's exciting. It, I, and I think it's true. If you go back, I mean, look at, um, I think it was like PFF's list from a year ago, and I don't think they're the end-all, be-all, but they had a, a Josie and I think a, Alexander Johnson as top 10 linebackers. Um they get more love from around the NFL than they do in Denver. Uh, I know Mina Kimes has hyped or heaped praise on uh, Josie Jewell before. Uh, he he is a really good talent. I think his national stock is a lot higher than his local stock, and and the local people should catch up. I know he's not like shutting down Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey, but guess what? Nobody no one does. is. He just has harder assignments than every other linebacker. He's a good player. Okay, good stuff. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. Maybe we hit you a little bit later. I like the shirt today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Show sure, up on in a minute. 303-831-1340 is the hotline as well as the text. Let me just set up a break here. Um, nothing's going down yet except the preparation of the players. Um, people are let in now, and the f- hill's like half full. People are making their way in still, but this might be the day to go really, really. If you're trying to get Russell Wilson's autograph, 
this might be the day to come and try to do that because you don't have many days to do it left uh, for one. And I doubt you're going to really until training camp next year. And I don't know if he's going to be doing that kind of stuff. This might be like an exclusive kind of, you know, one time only you got uh, 13 or 14 opportunities. And I don't even, you know, it's like he keeps doing it every single day, signing for everybody. Yeah, I don't think he's going to do it again today for everybody. But um, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, they expect it. The security guys are expecting it, and um, and that's it, man. It, Russell's a class act, no matter what you think. He's cornball, um, fake. Um, I mean, if, if it is, he puts on a perfect show, and um, and I'd be really surprised to hear and you know find out that he's not as not as advertised. Okay. You got music? I can't hear it if you do. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Who's this? Another bad creation? A uh, new edition? Oh, it's a new edition. Okay. Ronnie, Ricky, Bobby, and Mike? Okay. Danny Williams, Alex Becker in producing the product. Danilo's hanging out. Maybe he'll have him jump on with us. He's uh, looking very Italian today. He's got the gold chain. He's got uh, the mustache. He's got a little product in, a little something. No product? Dang, that's so natural. You're like uh, Marty McFly's uh, dad. Where he tell, he has, he'd tell him he has to go change the oil up there. Looks nice. And you got the shirt, too. You look like uh, uh, Paisan. Nice. Okay. Danny Williams uh, featuring Zach Seegers. Anilo Piro and, and Alex Becker back on the other side. It's My Life Sports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Yeah, we did too at baseball practice. My son's all jacked up. Hey, buddy, you there? Alex? I'm here. I'm here. We live. Sorry, I was talking to Scott Hastings. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. I like that song. I I, I totally used to uh, hate my stepdad to that one. Oh, really? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't even have a stepdad, so, um, so you know, the music worked. 303-831-1340, though, is the hotline as well as the text line. We're live at UC Health Training Center. It's a day 12. Derek Wolf is hanging out today. I think he's trying to get into a little bit of radio stuff. That's uh, what he said. He wants to do media now. Yeah, I don't know what media means. It might mean TV because TV pays. Um, but... We'll see. He's got something scheduled with somebody else over here. But if we can sneak him off for a little bit, then maybe we will try to do so. Um, he's a friend of the show. He used to come on quite a bit with us, and he was always really good to us. So, um, yeah. Okay. Nathan McKinnon, there's a report. He wants to become the highest-paid player in uh, the National Hockey League. Yes, Alec. And, uh, he, he, it's justified. I got no problem with that. If you want to pay him like one dollar more than Connor McDavid makes, I think he makes a uh, hundred million um, over eight years. 
then you just got to do so. He's the best player in the NHL, at least for another year or two until Kale McCarr, you know, kind of takes that reign away from him. Um, but it's just the cost of doing business. Um, he's checked all the boxes. Um, he's an MVP candidate every single year, um, including last year, but he missed 20 games. Um, yeah. So, you know, I called him, uh, you know, Scrooge McDuck and he has that, like, it's a swimming pool of all that gold coins. Right. Right. He's not being greedy. It's, I don't, you don't, he didn't have to take a hometown discount. There's certain guys who don't have to take hometown discounts. Everybody else around Nathan McKinnon should take a hometown discount. So then you could play with Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> That's what that's what I would say. So, um, Kale McCarr's young, so his ne- um, he's gonna be on a kind of a friendlier deal, even on his first new big contract. But then, you know, in about five or six years, Kale McCarr's gonna maybe become the highest paid player in NHL history. You know, if you got those kind of guys, when you got to pay him that kind of money, that's the cost of doing business. So, I got no problem with it. I don't know if anybody else does. You'll probably hear some takes like, oh, they drafted him and they gave him this and that. If you want to keep winning, you got to take less. Uh, everybody else does. Not that guy. He's too good. He's too good. You probably give that guy whatever he wants. He's 26 years old. Kale McCarr. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. He's 23. Um, Nathan McKinnon's 26 years old. Kale McCarr's like 22 or 23. McKinnon's 26, I think. Um, let me ask Siri. How old? How old is Nathan McKinnon? Twenty. He's uh, twenty-six. Okay. About to be twenty-seven, though, in less than a month. So if you give him the eight-year deal, he'll be thirty-five. He'll be locked in to all of his prime years. If something goes wrong um, in four, five, or six years from now, and you're in a reboot situation, well, he'd still be in his early thirties with some years left on the contract. A which at, yeah. It's a rebuild. It's a it's, it's a reboot, it's not a reboot. but it's not it's, a rebuild. It's a reboot. It's it's it's, hum, uh, it's hum, I'm excited. It's um, it's humbling. Um, yeah. So I, I you know I you thought with him making five years, yeah they'll be real to do so. He was playing on one You're of not, the most affordable contracts out there oh, the past no, few years. You know the problem is paying thirty one year old Kadri a. $9 million times eight years or something like that to where he's, you know, 35, 36, 37, 38, and just really not even a player anymore. That's probably the holdup as we're hearing Kadri wants $9 million per season. So, I mean, again, he might have just overplayed his hand a little bit. He's worth seven, seven and a half. And if it was the right team, the right time, they would have struck um, at the, you know, the most proper, the right, you know, that's like just the right moment of free agency. Maybe he'd have got this thing down for eight. But, you know, he's probably a seven million dollar player. And that's a lot of money. That's upper echelon. That's upper echelon kind of, you know, territory for for those guys. So. Uh, 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Derek Wolf in the house. How are you? When you're done with those guys, you got to sneak over, bro. Come on. Look How's at that go, beautiful man? Super Bowl Congrats ring. on your retirement, You look man. great, man. How you feeling? Good. Good for you. Feeling good. I'm feeling great. Derek Wolf um, had that incident where he, like, had a seizure on the bus. They're the team really? bus and the plane. Almost died. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? 
That was early on with his in his Broncos tenure, right? I'd love to talk to him about this. I don't know if I'm supposed to say these things. This was like secret information. Remember, there was like a report, like, yeah, he had a stroke and he's gonna almost die. People were like, what? And then like he played a few weeks later. <laughs> it's for real. It's real stuff, man. Derek Wolf's one of the toughest guys I've ever known. Yeah, that was in uh, December of 2013 is when that happened. Shoot. On the team bus. Yeah. That's wow. right. That's scary. How do you like that kind of information I got? Yeah, how'd you get that? It's Where's, in my brain. It's your source. It's in here. My source is the people. Look at the gut out there getting his early work in. Wow. Quinn Miner's been out here. That blue-collar attitude. For that sure. Is. Well, have you noticed him trying to kind of hide that belly and get away from the belly and just trying to be a pro? Well, they're saying it's not the gut. It's the hump. You know, it's... it's uh, His lovely lady lump. Yeah, Check it out. <laughs> it's it's Yeah, it's less of like a bulging round thing, and now, now it's kind of like refined. You know, it looks like a strong gut. Yeah. Like, you know those power lifters? Yeah. Somebody. It's Josh Dover. Josh up, Dover dude? with great hair. No fuss. What up? <laughs> Um. Yeah, what were you going to say? I don't know. <laughs> just looking at Quinn Miners. Uh, I'm just taking it all in. He's kind of fast. I like him. He's one of my favorite players. I mean, he's making an impact around I mean, here. I just have a soft Thanks. spot. Have I, fun. I have a soft spot for the uh, for the thick boys. Just like my guy, uh, what's his face? Vogelbach for my Metsies. Dang, Vogelbach. What's up with these Mets, bro? You tell me, man. Man, team of the people. Diaz, is the, it? The team of the people. Hell yeah. Diaz, the find that drop for me. What the do you team. think we should do about it, Diaz? I don't Diaz, know. Diaz, is it? Diaz? Yes. What, is what do you think we should do about it, Diaz? Di Damn, I love this guy. When those horns start playing. Do, 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 do. I've been on repeat. Oh, I've been on a treadmill frick, running to that. I'm telling it's you. It's just wild. They got Scherzer the is in. He, uh, he's got a prime twilight of a prime thing going. Scherzer? If DeGrom could come back and give them something, holy cow. I mean, he threw five and two-thirds perfect before giving up a two-run home run, and that ended his day. But, I mean, he looked damn good over the weekend, man. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, what's the old saying? You know, good pitching beats good hitting, especially come oh, postseason. No doubt about you it. You know, I mean. I don't know. I'm just kind of waiting for the bottom to fall out. If I'm being honest with you, right? really? Why are you saying that? It's you know things no, do I've change. No, I've just never. It's just how my sports fandom goes. I'll never me. forget Irv Brown saying, or, uh, Joe Williams saying, you know, "Don't wait for you know, Clemson will screw this thing up. Clemson, will, you know, they'll find yeah. a way, you know, to to blow this thing." And that all changed. You know, Clemson's now a powerhouse. Things do change. Alabama was down for a long time. Um, you know, bro, the Yankees were down for a long time. I mean, of course, the Mets are, I don't want to say notorious losers, because that's not true. They've had some moments. They just go on these runs. You They've know? had some incredible moments from the Miracle Mets, the Kuzman and Nolan Ryan to, uh, you know, to Mookie, right? Uh, all the way. I mean, all the way. The thing, you know? All the way. Subway series. They've had. Yeah, Come that on. one didn't work out all that well. Yeah, but, but I mean, you know, there's they, some they, moments They have there. these moments. Yeah, like they're never like consistently good, but they have like these two or three year periods where they're just like on top of the world. Yeah, the Rockies can't, you know, they've had a oh, the Rockies. much you worse. You don't want to talk about them. You know, they history. Such a joke. I know in a lot shorter time, but um, let's see. How much time do we have here? No time. Let's go to break. 303-831-1340 is the hotline as well as the tech. Uh, that's one hour in the books here. It is 9.56 a.m. Jerry Judy's on the field. He is the one, two, three, four, five, and one is a punter. Fifth player on the sixth player on the field here, Jerry Judy. It's kind of cool. Oh, look at you. Check it out. 
Um, this guy pays attention back there. Oh, Quinn, Quinn Miners, yeah. Mm. I'm a big fan. That's a, you know, that's probably just a fun guy to collect just for fun. His Quinn Miners? His stuff will never be extremely valuable, but you could probably get some cool. Well, I mean, lineman guys like that. There's certain guys who probably who are you know going to the Hall of Fame who don't have a lot of autos and like yeah. higher end, lower numbered rookie stuff out there that you could. It's probably you just know. fun collection. Yeah, you know? for sure. PC can't be a guy that's really expensive. PC has to be a guy who's like slightly valuable. He's kind of valuable, but also his autos are like attainable. Yeah. Like Tim Brown or someone. I saw. You know what I mean? And one of the Facebook groups I was on, someone was doing a PC and Noah fan that they're trying to sell now because he doesn't play here. Yeah. But that's like a good mid level player. No, for though. sure, for sure. But you could even get like Rod Smith. He probably has 100 yeah, different signed autos. Probably... 101s. His, you can get, you know, PSA 10s in his rookies. Yeah. You know, it's a guy like that or like, the next guy like that is, you know, a fun kind of collect. But let's go to break 303-831-1340, the hotline, as well as the text line. Danny Williams, Anilo's on with us right now. The Broncos are trying to get themselves set up here for what's going to be one of their last days of training camp. A very important uh, a training camp day because there's only a couple left. And we got the Cowboys in here and we got some work to do. Later, Mosh. Uh, back on their side, Mali Sports. Check it out. I met a girl down at the disco. She said, hey, 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 yeah, let's go. I could be your baby. You could be my honey. Let's spend time, not money. And mix your 